ACR Homes has essential jobs and internships for students. Find peace of mind and job security with their flexible and rewarding part-time jobs by caring for the needs of people who have disabilities. Because ACR Homes offers paid training, your compassion for others and desire to make a difference is more important than your previous experience. To apply, contact University Office at acrhomes.com or visit their website at www.acrhomes.com. Hey everyone, and welcome back to In the Know, a podcast by the Minnesota Daily. Last week, we covered the presidential election. When that episode aired, the election had not yet been called. After several days of ballot counting, the Associated Press projected on Saturday that Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election. In local races, Senator Tina Smith was re-elected, along with District 5 Representative Ilhan Omar. This week, we are bringing you into one of the biggest post-election day reactions we have seen in the Twin Cities, last Wednesday's protest that shut down I-94. At the protest, the In the Know team spoke with protesters, business owners, and organizers about why they chose to march despite not yet knowing election results. Here's Megan Germanson, Ava Kian, and Yoko Vu on the ground at the protest. Please be advised that this episode contains strong language. All right, so it is a little bit after 6 p.m. on Wednesday, the night after the election. And I'm walking down Riverside Avenue to meet up with a protest on the West Bank put on by Twin Cities uh, Coalition for Justice for Jamar. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being out here. How's everybody tonight? I don't think that Donald Trump or these capitalist politicians can hear you. How are you doing tonight? It's fucking bullshit. This is why we need fucking community control of the police. Just for fucking accountability. Yeah, my name is DJ Hooker. DJ is a member of Justice for Jamar. I am 26 years old and I'm a youth worker. And, and I do this for hopefully a better future. And it's just hard when we have things like the election coming up. Um, I've been scared the last couple of days, not because I'm scared of either of the candidates winning, but just the backlash that's going to ensue after one wins. And you know, a lot of youth of color feel that same fear too and they really don't even understand it completely. They just know they can feel it coming off of all the adults in their life. And they don't know all the details, but they can feel like something could happen or pop off at any moment. And we're just here um, protesting because, because it really doesn't matter who wins because America actually didn't have a real choice between two different styles of racism. It's the difference between systemic and complicit racism and overt racism. We're asking for the police street chief to be stripped of his power and to be given to this board of elected officials where they would have higher firepower and power to charge people and prosecute them. The cops should be able to hold them accountable. Because the only way you get things like George Floyd where someone is kneeling on someone's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds is when you know you work for a system that's going to back that up and there is no punishment. One thing I'm noticing is almost 
mask, everybody. I haven't seen one person not wearing a mask. We definitely understand the risk of COVID um, uh, that is in play. And we, we've, a, lot, a lot of us have decided that, you know, fighting this unfair rigged election and fighting, um, you know, racism and just doing like a lot of international solidarity work has a lot of risk, but we feel like it's very important. And uh, I am appreciative that everyone, you know, cares enough that they're wearing a mask and that they're taking it serious. My name is Mike Meehan. I am 42. I actually am still a student at the U, yeah. I'm studying history. And so can you talk about why you're here tonight and what you're doing? Um, I am here tonight to support the organizations that are leading. Uh, I'm working as a marshal, um, helping to provide security and make sure that the whole crowd is safe and that all the organizers are safe and that nobody get hurt, gets hurt tonight. There might be like 20 or more of us right now for this event. We are, we look out for agitators coming in and cars coming to, we just try to stop cars from hitting people. That's our main job. And so how are you feeling tonight? You know, obviously the election is still going on. There's votes still being counted. How are you feeling? I don't know. I am feeling better than I felt last night. And uh, I'm really happy to see all the people out here. And it makes me feel way better. All of you guys work. We're gonna hit the streets. So as we do, here's what we're gonna say. Trump, Biden, no retreat. Keep your ass out in the streets. Trump, Biden, no retreat. Keep your ass out in the streets. Ain't no power like the power of people, cause the power of people don't stop. At this point, Megan, Yoko, and Ava are walking down the street alongside the protest. Here's Ava. We're at the intersection of Cedar and 4th Street, marching westbound. The people united will never be defeated. The people united will never be defeated. The people united While following the protesters, our reporters spoke with Ali Ali, the general manager of Wadajir Grocery and Halal Meat, who is watching the demonstration from outside his store on Cedar Avenue. This is what democracy looks like. We're exercising people's rights. That's, that's what we want. That's, you know, that's what we want to see. We want to hold on to democracy. We, you know, democracy is hope. We don't want to lose that. That's what, something that we brag, you know. As Americans, we usually say, okay, we live, at least we live in a democratic country where, you know, law prevails. And, uh, you know, so we really want to see that, you know, we want things to go back to normal. And then, you know, some things we want change, but overall, we want democracy intact. This is our home, you know, home away from home. So we want to be here, we want to prosper, you know, we want to contribute. You know, we work every day, sometimes seven days a week from you know, sun, sun up to sundown. We work every day. That's how you make America great. Not by scheming, not by not paying your taxes like Trump does. You know, we, we, we do everything the way we're supposed to and uh, we contribute on a micro level, but it makes the difference, I know. And we wanna keep putting into it to make you know, the country grow and ourselves grow. And we wanna see democracy intact. Like I said, I cannot reiterate that enough over and over again because we, we, we know where we come from. 
So we don't want to see that here. This is our last hope. This is our last, you know, well, we feel optimistic and we're going to keep it that way. So, yeah, that's why we're anxious. If we don't get no justice, if we don't get no justice, if we don't get no justice, if we don't get no justice. Our reporters followed the protesters past Cedar and 7th Street as the group marched onto the entrance ramp of Highway 94 East. Ava, Yoko, and I are in the back of the crowd right now. Looks like everybody is gearing up towards getting on 94E. And we saw some cops up there, shining lights already sort of prepared. Stay together. Make sure they don't grab anyone. But in order to do that, we need you to keep marching and stay together. After about 20 minutes of marching down the highway, a line of state police and National Guard officers blocked the protesters from exiting. Cops were blocking oncoming traffic, so there was no cars on the road. Protesters and press were left trapped and confused without an opportunity to exit the freeway. The police began arresting protesters without giving warning or an order for dispersal. Loretta is a member of Justice for Jamar. How are you feeling right now? We're on the highway. Uh, well, I'm feeling uh, a little nervous, but I've, I've done this before, so I feel a little nervous. But, we, um, but it's like they say, we do this all the time. So I don't know why there's riot cops. We're going off the freeway. So we weren't even going to stay on the freeway. They're keeping us on here on purpose. As the night went on, additional law enforcement arrived at the site and protesters remained barricaded by a combination of police, National Guard, and state patrol. So it, there's a confrontation going on with like a small group of protesters facing really, really close to the cops. This is Megan in the studio. I just wanted to take a second and explain the tape you're about to hear. This was a young protester standing right in front of a line of around 20 police officers with batons. She was shouting through an air horn, and it was an emotional and vulnerable moment for her and everyone around her. Shoot me? Another black girl dead? You want to shoot me? 
The cops stood and watched this protester until another protester came up and told her to back away. How are you two feeling? A little confused. Yeah. Like we're trapped in and the option to get out is not there. I don't even see where it ends. Yeah, I think they're all around us at this point. And it's clear that they're not letting us out. The protesters were stuck on the highway for around three hours as police began arresting them one by one, zip-tying their hands and processing them further down the road. As the night went on, the protesters passed the time by dancing and celebrating their community. But the sentiment of the protest was not lost as chants continued throughout the evening. Eventually, 646 protesters on 94 East were arrested, given citations, and let go by police. Protesters were kept on the bridge for nearly five hours total. The last protesters were released after midnight, and most of them were either bused or walked to different locations in the area. Two individuals were arrested and taken to Hennepin County Jail. On the day after the election, two assertions of power were on display. The power of the vote and the power of the people in the streets. Wednesday's protest has been described as being about counting the vote or being anti-Trump, but the group's deeper message was about keeping the political power in the hands of regular people through protest and grassroots organizing, no matter who won the election. Ali, the grocery manager, said he felt positively about the state of our country after hearing the election results. Very pleased. Uh, optimism kicked in high gears. Everybody was filled with joy Were and a sense of relief. How do you feel about this happening in America? A bit scary because like, you feel like your past is catching up with you because look at the country that we come from. You know, we want this to be you know, lead by example so the others can do better. You know, like, you know, like, like my birthplace, Ethiopia. Right now in the brink of civil war. <laughs> so seeing a democracy diminish over there and then also diminish over here, that's scary. That's double jeopardy, especially for us. And what about Vice President Kamala Harris? Oh, she is just an aspiration, to, you know, like to a lot of young black and uh, colored women or, or any kind of woman for that, for that matter. You know, a woman, having the woman in that position also tells you in gender equality is also taking one step forward. So that's also very, that's also, it adds to that optimism. This protest seemed different from usual protests, just as this election felt different from other elections. There was uncertainty and tension, amplified by the presence of police and riot gear, the threat of COVID-19, and the votes still being counted. People took to the streets to use their voice, just as millions of people asserted theirs at the ballot box the day before. And in the end, as Joe Biden became the president-elect, protesters vowed to continue to apply pressure on the future administration, just as they have with the current administration. In other U news, 
Governor Walz has announced new restrictions on restaurant dining and group gatherings to help curb Minnesota's surging number of coronavirus cases. The Gopher men's basketball team has halted practices due to positive COVID cases. And a new student group called Code the Gap is striving to diversify STEM fields. We'll see you next week.